Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Uh, here we are again on Good Times Friday. Uh, not Good Times, it is Good Times. It's End Times Friday. <laughs> we have a good time talking about time. it, right? But yes, and, End Times end Friday. End Times Friday. <laughs> and we've, um, uh, week after week, we've been uh, kind of dealing with a variety of subjects uh, as mm-hmm. we you know, observe things and uh, know what's going on, talk about what's going on, the implication of what's going on. And uh, so that's been really uh, healthy, I think, in terms of just oh, bringing yeah. people up to speed and understanding it. Uh, and I know that- Watching uh, the signs, yeah. Uh, last time when we ended, uh, and I, I made a comment, and I made this comment several times, that uh, there's a purposeful movement toward um, one world government, mm-hmm. uh, one currency. Right. Um, and then, um, you know, that because of the dynamics going on that there's China, Russia, others that are buying gold and silver mm-hmm. um, to, you know, get ready for stability with, with what they have to offer and the value of that, by the way, uh, mm-hmm. because if in a serious downturn, uh, gold and silver values go way high. I mean, they, they predict it could go up 10 times, 20 times, 30 times higher than that is today in a real serious downturn. Um, mm-hmm. So if you have gold and silver, uh, it's it's one of those things that's called a hedge that mm-hmm. while everything else is worth less or worth literally less than you thought, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, gold and silver are going to be worth a lot more than you thought. Um, right. And so you can cover, you know, kind of cover it. So you had an interesting question about that. Um, so raise that right. up and then we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah. So you were talking about um, the fact that the in the one world government, one world currency is likely to be cryptocurrency. And so, and then we're also having this conversation about gold. And so my question is this, we hear, I hear a lot of Christians who do buy physical gold, not just as a hedge, but literally buying gold coins um, in preparation for end times and that sort of thing. And my question is, if the world moves to a one world cryptocurrency, how is, what is the value of having the gold itself. How does that play out? Can you reconcile that for me and show me why it would be a good idea or not a good idea? Yes, and sure. help that make sense. Yeah, yeah. there's a there's a, a variety of uh, thoughts about that in terms of different levels. Um, so that um, generally speaking, um, let's say that um, I own gold and silver. Mm-hmm. Literally owned it, um, and uh, normally if I wanted to, what's called convert it, mm-hmm. you know, because I can't take it down to the, the grocery store. Right. Um, you have to take it to someone and sell it. Somebody has to give me the current currency mm-hmm. of the things that I buy. Uh, and there right. it's called an exchange rate. Uh, so that if it, the more valuable it becomes, the more I'm going to get of that, whatever that currency is. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's how they measure 
the value today of the value of gold is, is for us, it's in dollars. Right. Um, so if I wanted to sell a, an ounce of gold or a pound of gold or silver, there's brokers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would hand them my stuff. They hand me dollars. Right. And now I can. So would ha- the same then be said for cryptocurrency? Well, if we're on a one-world system it, of yes, cryptocurrency. Yes, it, it will be. Um, so at the level of conversion, in a sense, it doesn't really matter what you call it. it you can call mm-hmm. it the Deutschmark, call it the euro, call it the yuan, call it the ruble. Um, mm-hmm. It'll have a value based upon the perceived value of gold or silver, mm-hmm. which is going to get higher. So if I said, well, um, the currency that I that I need to use is euro, let's say. Mm-hmm. Well, instead of me converting it to dollars, I could literally convert it to euro and buy whatever euros can buy me. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, yes, the gold and silver per se will be convertible mm-hmm. into whatever currency it is, including a one-world government cryptocurrency. Okay. Uh, uh, there will be there will be a value associated with gold and silver, and the reason is is that um, it's a limited resource. It's a limited com- okay. commodity, and um, it's not like. Uh, <laughs> I can convert dirt, you mm-hmm. know, to uh, currency because, well, there's there's an endless supply of dirt. So mm-hmm. um, I'm not going to give you anything for that dirt because, one, I can't use it. Why? Well, because I can go down the street and get my own dirt. Um, mm-hmm. But if you have gold, I can't get gold um, a lot because it's limited. So, yeah, there's a value to that. And it's, it's all perception. You know, I, I had mm-hmm. a... <laughs> I had a great joke. I heard a great joke because um, I don't know if you remember when we talked about uh, the new heaven and new earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, the streets is called paved with gold. Right. Okay. So um, there was a guy, a rich guy, and um, he, uh, you know, was gonna get gonna die, and he had talked to, uh, wound up talking to an angel, and. He said, you know, I really would like to bring with me stuff that I have here because it's, it's valuable. And um, is it okay? He said, well, in heaven, you don't need it. And he says, well, mm-hmm. I really want to bring it with me. And, and I know you can't, you know, supposedly take it with you, but I'd like to take it with me. Okay. You know, I've checked. Okay, you can't. You know, so he dies, goes to heaven, um, and uh, St. Peter's there. And St. Peter says, why did you bring... Uh, uh, road roads. <laughs> Why did you bring material oh, for roads? <laughs> we got plenty it. of roads. You brought you brought stuff for roads. I don't understand that. You know, uh, so that it's all perception. It's all perception. Uh, right, right. Uh, of what's you know what's available because um, it's it's a precious. It's called a precious metal. Mm-hmm. There's value to it and. You know, uh, until the very, very end, uh, there will be ability to convert it, you know, into something. Mm-hmm. Okay, now that raises a couple of questions. Um, if I'm a believer, mm-hmm. that becomes valuable up until, which we're gonna we're gonna get in here to yeah, the, this the next, is what, next, this is next what I week hear, or two yeah. is up until the mark of the beast, right? So and it, then everything changes. It really doesn't matter. I could have all the gold I have in the world, 
-hmm. But if I don't have the mark of the beast, I can't trade. Mm -hmm. I don't have the ability to trade. I have to join the system to be able to trade so that um, just because I have it, I also have to have the mark of the beast in order mm. to participate in the system. If I don't, if I have gold, which I could convert, but I don't have the mark of the beast to join the system, right? it's worthless. Now there is a potential value. Um, and I think this will be interesting, something we're gonna process a little bit further and talk about it. But um, for believers who don't take mm -hmm. the mark of the beast, we don't participate in the economic system. Right. So crypto and we'll have to kind of come up with our own network of community that we are able to work in some sort of economic system yeah. with our um, own people. And it'll be, it'll be a barter system. Mm -hmm. um, it'll be I'll give you this and you give me that and we'll I'll work for you here and I'll provide this and um, and think of uh, you know there's a couple of TV shows that maybe you've seen is you know the Waltons Little House on the Prairie. Mm -hmm. Fundamentally, I used to love those shows. you know, mm -hmm. yeah, they had some income, but fundamentally. It was a barter system. Right. Uh, it was, I'll do this for you, mm -hmm. and you do that for me. Um, so I think some of the things that could, could be bartered mm -hmm. will be things like gold and silver uh, that, hey, I'll, mm. I'll, I'll give you this, and you can use that to exchange it for something else, um, mm -hmm. and materials and supplies and a variety of things that we'll trade back and forth. Of And, we'll, and, and by the way, an economy, interesting enough, establishes a value for that mm -hmm. uh, there you know there's a hierarchy of you know how much is that is that toilet paper worth versus a bar of gold uh, right well there's a value to that um, and mm -hmm. we we wind up with a what's called a uh, closed society economy and we decide the value of those things that we now barter so gold and silver may still be one of those things Mm -hmm. uh, now we can't do anything with it ultimately other than yeah, that's to, what's interesting to other me, than right. to trade it but just like you can't do anything with that toilet paper really other than hey I'll give you that if you give me this um, mm -hmm. and it's an exchange possible process uh, mm -hmm. of how it works so um, it's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out but yeah though and we'll talk about that about what is that barter system gonna look like for non-believers mm -hmm. and, and are we gonna make it um, what mm -hmm. if we don't participate in this I mean that's a big question if we don't participate in the system, isn't it over for What's us? What's that going to look like? Right. You know, and, and all I can tell you is scripture says, no, it's not over. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't, I haven't yet received, well, then how is it going to work? Um, I don't have that answer yet other mm -hmm. than it works uh, because there's people that don't take the mark of the beast and they're still mm -hmm. living and they don't just right. all they don't just all you know die because they can't do anything it something happened you know something and community there. matters community matters yeah. Yeah. now um, in the meantime um, before the tribulation mm -hmm. and before the one world currency and before the mark of the beast um, it may be was have wisdom to have gold and silver mm -hmm. uh, because if everything goes down that's going to go up, and whatever currency we have, which we'll still participate right. in, we could trade that gold and silver in for that and get value for it and do things mm -hmm. with it uh, during that up time. Up until that time. Up, up right. until that time. So it's, yeah. not, a, it's not a bad thing. Uh, it's a matter mm -hmm. of uh, my recommendation is, and it doesn't matter, matter what you say, what you have, but um, it's hedge. Mm -hmm. As you think about investment, hedge it. Uh, be careful that you haven't focused on, well, look at the stock market. 
it's, you know, look at home building. I'm going to invest in home building. Right. Well, yeah, you know what? That's going to end and it's going to go down. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't put all my money into that. I'd put some where when that goes down, what's going to go up? And, mm-hmm. and that's the beauty of hedging so that you don't look at, well, yeah, but I could have made a lot more money in the short term. Yeah, that's true. Right. But you're really the, looking at the net of in, the whole thing. In the right? long term, you're way better off because you're not going to lose everything mm-hmm. when it when it tanks. Right. Uh, so it's really really significant. So we're you know we're talking about the beast and uh, the discussion about the harlot, the cabal creates the beast. The beast uh, has the antichrist, and ultimately uh, steps into as the dictator of the beast, and it becomes synonymous mm-hmm. with the beast. So we got to be careful we don't mix and match these terms, because a lot of people thought the mark of the beast is the mark of the Antichrist. Right. Interesting, or not, interesting enough, it's not. Um, it's mm. the mark of a system. Now, he mm-hmm. becomes the head of that system. But um, it's like, well, we'll know with the Antichrist, and if he, if he asks me to take a mark, I'm not going to take it. Interesting enough, by that time, it's way too late. Mm-hmm. You've already taken the mark of the beast. Because we don't even really know who the Antichrist is until halfway through the tribulation, correct? Right, we're going to see that in, in here in Daniel yeah. 7. So. Let's go to Daniel 7, uh, and first of all, I'll just start with uh, uh, 7 and 8. Uh, Daniel's getting starting to get some insight about this, so go to uh, uh, Daniel 7, 7 and 8. Okay. After this, I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, exceedingly strong. It had, a huge, it had huge iron teeth. It was devouring, breaking in pieces, and trampling the residue with its feet. It was different from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns. I was considering the horns, and there was another horn, a little one, coming up among them, before whom three of the first horns were plucked out by the roots. And there, in this horn, were the eyes, were eyes like the eyes of man, and a mouth speaking pompous words. Okay. Um, so he's uh, he's been given the vision of all the beasts. The first three mm-hmm. are the. Um, Basically, the uh, the regimes of mm-hmm. uh, Persia, the Greeks, and then the Romans that wound up, you know, ruling the world uh, together. But they were national; they were they were mm-hmm. governmental. By uh, I'm I'm Roman, so I'm going to run the Roman Empire. I'm Greek, so I'm going to run the Greek Empire. I'm Persia, so I'm going to run the Persian Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, he says here, and then. Uh, and by the way, he saw these before they all happened. So um, mm-hmm. it happened now after he passed over the next you know, four to 600 years. Right, so we've seen that part of the prophecy fulfilled. We've seen that fulfilled, but he saw it ahead of, he saw it ahead of time. He saw it ahead of time. We, yes. we've, we've seen what it meant. Uh, then he says, I saw a fourth beast, mm-hmm. differ, a, tre- a terrible and, and dreadful, exceedingly strong, uh, devouring, breaking in pieces, trampling the residue with his feet, and then it makes a statement. It was different from all the other beasts. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we know something about that then. What he saw here, and remember he's seen, in which we're going to be able to relate to, we're seeing the beast at the very, very end during the tribulation. Mm-hmm. So we know by definition it's 2,500 years later after he's seen this. Right. Um, but he noticed that's different than the other three that I just saw. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's look at some of the differences. Um, one, um, it actually isn't a country that mm-hmm. 
tries to establish power on a world basis, um, and uh, through you know war or or taking over or conquering, because that's actually how the rest of those did. That's how the other three did. The right? other three did. Now I said this one is trampling things under his feet. Mm-hmm. So you would think, well, isn't that war? Uh, no, it's not. Um, we're going to see here it's actually spiritual. Mm-hmm. Um, and who's being trampled is believers. Uh, mm. Because um, during the first three and a half years of the tribulation, actually the reason the world re- readily accepts it is they don't see this as being destructive. They see it as being a solution. Mm. Um, and so it's a different thing. So he says uh, it's different. It's not a nation who's conquering by war and power. It's something else. Um, and he says um, it had ten horns. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, "I'm and, and in verse eight. He says, I'm thinking about that. Huh? What's that? What are the what are those horns about? What's that?" He says, "I saw a little one." Uh, another horn. Mm-hmm. Okay, so again, just follow along. He sees the ten, right? And then he sees what? One little one. Another one. Them. Not one of those ten. Right. I see another one uh, uh, coming up among them. Mm-hmm. So he's there, but he's not one of the ten. Mm-hmm. But he's inside the system, and he's he's a player in the system, but not identified even as one of the ten leaders. Right. Um, so that's interesting. Um, and then he says, "I saw him come up, um, and he had the eyes of a man and a mouth speaking pompous words." So then he and, and God showed him that's the Antichrist. It's a person. Mm. Um, so the horns are people. Okay, mm. the horns are ten heads of something. Not right. government. Not, it's not a government. There's a whole new system to it. Uh, what mm-hmm. I believe it, it probably is, is more of a corporate entity. Um, mm. It's different factions like uh, maybe the head of uh, Microsoft and Google and um, other other things like Amazon uh, mm-hmm. There's there's Alibaba in China. There's all kinds of, of worldwide players that actually, interesting enough, have, have significant power and influence. And they have way more money than, than countries. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not in debt, actually, interesting enough. They actually have money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I see them uh, being the player. So it's going to be a beast. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be different. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not going to be national. It's not going to be by conquering. Uh, it's going to be something else. But he's trampling things, and the things he's trampling is the life of God and the people of God. Mm. Uh, this Interesting. Under, underneath okay. Him. Okay, now uh, jump down to uh, verse 15 and read through uh, 28. Sure. I, Daniel, was grieved in my spirit within my body, and the visions of my head troubled me. I came near to one of those who stood by and asked him the truth of all this. So he told me and made known to me the interpretation of these things. Those great beasts, which are four, are four kings which arise out of the earth. But the saints of the Most High shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. Then I wished to know the truth about the fourth beast, which was different from the others, exceedingly dreadful with its teeth of iron and its nails of bronze, 
which devoured broken pieces and trampled the residue with its feet, and the ten horns that were on its head, and the other horn which came up before which three fell, namely that horn which had eyes and a mouth which spoke pompous words, whose appearance was greater than his fellows. I was watching, and the same horn was making war against the saints and prevailing against them, until the Ancient of Days came, and a judgment was made in favor of the saints of the Most High, and the time came for the saints to possess the kingdom. Thus, thus he said, the fourth beast shall be a fourth kingdom on earth, which shall be different from all other kingdoms, and shall devour the whole earth, trample it, and break it in pieces. The ten horns are ten kings, who shall rise, who shall arise from this kingdom, and another shall rise after them. He shall be different from the first ones, and shall subdue three kings. He shall speak pompous words against the Most High, shall persecute the saints of the Most High, and shall intend to change times and law. And then the saints shall be given into his hand for a time and times and half a time. But the court shall be seated, and they shall take away his dominion to consume and destroy it forever. Then the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven shall be given to the people, the saints of the Most High. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominion shall serve and obey him. This is the end of the account. As for me, Daniel, my thoughts greatly troubled me, and my countenance changed, but I kept the matter in my heart. Okay. So uh, uh, he uh, you know, describes it. Um, he says that um, I'm looking at this, you know, understanding the, the fourth beast, mm-hmm. um, and... Uh, uh, he says that, yeah, yes, uh, it's against the saints, uh, but the saints are going to receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever and ever. So mm-hmm. uh, he's talking about spiritual stuff and that we who are believers uh, and followers of Christ, um, even though we're going to have some difficulty, uh, the good news is we're going to, in, in eternity, we're going to be with the kingdom and inherit the kingdom and it'll be forever and ever. And these four uh, you know, beast, particularly the last one, um, is not going to prevail. Uh, so that's that's the good news. Uh, mm-hmm. And he says, I'd like to know more about it. Uh, again, he said it's dreadfully terrible. Um, and there's ten heads, uh, ten horns. Um, and then there was another horn uh, which came up. Um, and uh, he was a person. And he was greater than his fellow. So he, he became mm-hmm. the guy. Uh, okay, now... Um, it says that when he came up, the ten went to seven. Mm-hmm. So um, what happens is that um, he comes up, not amongst the, he wasn't original ten, but he's there in the system, and right. somehow he has three of them f- become become no longer leaders. Mm-hmm. And he steps into that place. Now he's not the Antichrist yet, because there's still right. there's still all these other kings. And remember, in, uh, as John would portray it, he said it's one kingdom, because he described it as one kingdom, separate kingdom, but ten kings. Mm-hmm. That's why it's not Rome, it's not Greece, it's not Russia, it's not China, because mm-hmm. it's not a single head. It's hmm. a kingdom with ten heads, and it, and it's worldwide. So and that, that makes more sense with the one world government. Right, right. With yeah. one world government and there's one 
group of people that are running mm-hmm. things as as leaders of this. Okay. Um, and he says the uh, the one that becomes the Antichrist uh, comes up uh, not amongst the original ten, and then he gets three uh, to be replaced by him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now the interesting thing is is that it's not by force because if it's by force and they saw, wait a minute, this guy is doing a power grab, what would the other six or seven do? The others would bow up and fight him on yeah, that, they right? Yeah, they would say, wait a minute, no, we're not going to let you do that. Mm-hmm. Um, they willingly accept it. Mm-hmm. So how, however it's done, it's clever, and mm-hmm. it seemed like, oh, yeah, sure, that makes sense. Uh, that's hmm. a good idea. That's beneficial. Because uh, they don't, they ultimately all, all the rest of them are going to go too, but they mm-hmm. don't see it that way. Because uh, he, he uh, in the world willingly accepts it, um, and then he says uh, that little horn. Now remember, at this point, he's not the Antichrist yet. Right. So this is in the first three and a half years. First three and a half years. Okay. Uh, in verse twenty-one, he's making war against the saints and prevailing mm-hmm. against them. Um, okay. Two things about that. Um, what it's it's not the beast itself Mm -hmm. it's him he's decided Mm -hmm. that i'm going to come against people of faith Mm -hmm. um and i'm going to make war with them because i have power now and i can remember this is after he's taken care of the other three he's not part of the he is part of the beast but he is specifically I'm, I'm going to go after Christians, and I'm. And interesting enough, it says he actually succeeds and comes mm-hmm. against us. Okay, now um, we have a little bit of a picture of that. Um, think about uh, Christians when Jesus set up the church. Mm-hmm. Um, there was in the in the Israel Ju- Jerusalem, there was a group called the Pharisees, right? And they thought. They're a threat to our uh, our system and our religion and what we believe. And remember, they had completely rejected that Christ was the Messiah. Right. And that they believed it was just something that wasn't, in their mind, they're saying, well, this isn't godly uh, because they don't worship, uh, you know, Jehovah and Abraham mm-hmm. and the law and all that. Uh, so um, we are going to you know, basically have a system that they're going to have a hard time with. Okay, uh, that was true, but it didn't really impact them in a great way other than, you know, new and, uh, you know, kind of nuisances uh, right. that, yeah, you know, we'd like you to stop doing that. Yeah, we're not going to do that. Okay, uh, we're going to we're gonna speak against you. Yeah, okay, it doesn't matter. Well, ultimately, a Pharisee decided, I'm going after him. Who was mm-hmm. that? Paul. Nick Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And Paul says, I personally am going to snuff it out. Yeah, Saul at that time. Saul, and it yeah. became Paul. Saul. Uh, I'm going after it. Uh, mm-hmm. And so he... And with great gusto. He was within the system. He wasn't head of the system. Mm-hmm. But he was a leader in the system. And he personally said, I'm going after it. And he did. Uh, and I'm going to capture him, and I'm going to arrest him, and I'm going to see if I can get him taken care of. Uh, that uh, and I believe mm-hmm. when it says he's making war against the saints, saints and prevailing. My thought about that picture is it's probably like what Saul did. 
is mm-hmm. that Saul didn't go out and actually kill people himself. But what he did do, do is get people thrown in the jail. He did have them stop. He did have them challenged. Mm-hmm. And I have things against you, and I'm going to try to capture you to, to have that happen. And it was a person. And it said, well, that's the person of the Antichrist, mm-hmm. that while the system isn't purpose, I mean, they're, they're against him, but they're not directly coming against him mm-hmm. on every front. Well, the Antichrist does. Will. Okay, um, that's interesting. Um, and by the way, ultimately, because he's an agent of Satan, right. what, is, what does Satan want to do? Eliminate Christianity, complete all Christianity, all, all semblance right. of the Holy Spirit on earth. Okay, the next interesting thing is he's, he says, remember, this is during the first three and a half years. I'm making war against the saints. Mm-hmm. Okay, so who's here? The saints. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the thought of pre-trib so rapture. A, I was going to say that maybe, definitely sheds some doubt on maybe pre-trib rapture, not. right? You know, be careful. Be careful uh, because uh, we're not gone. Mm-hmm. Because if we were gone, there wouldn't be Who anybody. Who would to, be there for this, right? Anybody, and the and the Jews the, uh, that have become that become believers at by mid-trib, they're not considered saints. Hmm. Uh, so he's making he's making war against believers. Interesting. Uh, and that means we're here. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the you know again that's one of the thoughts about are you so sure right. that it's pre-trib rapture? Uh, this verse says yeah, maybe not. Uh, and again because it's not clear in scripture, I can't absolutely say well of course it's not. Right. It just implies yeah maybe not you know so that, uh, be that careful. it may not be right. Um, um, and then he says, um, you know, he's going to, uh, 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 that little horn's going to arise. Um, he will be different than the first ones. He'll subdue. So he's going to be different either than the ten. Um, mm-hmm. I'm coming up from amongst the system. I'm not one of the ten to start with. Um, I step in. I subdue three other kings. Mm-hmm. And I start speaking pompous words against the Most High. Mm-hmm. So that person, you'll start to recognize, ah, he's speaking against uh, Christians. He's speaking against God of Christians, uh, Jesus. Uh, right. He's speaking against it. And pompous words is that uh, you guys can't stop me mm. uh, because I have the power and I'm arrogant and prideful and, I, and I, I'm going to speak it. And he said, I'm going to persecute mm. uh, the saints of the, of the Most High with an intention to change times and law. Okay, so if I'm changing the law, what does that mean I'm doing? I'm restructuring it all. Right, uh, right. Uh, so all the things that you were part of uh, are going to be uh, obsolete, hmm. and I'm creating new a new system, a new, new approach, new, a new times, right. a new economic system, a new hmm. set of laws, um, and I'm going to do this for times, times, and a half a time, which is three and a half years. Mm-hmm. So that um, he's involved here during that first three and a half years of uh, having the beast, which is the system, and we'll talk more about this. It's not the Antichrist. The Antichrist mm-hmm. becomes the head of the beast, and he does it by, I'm coming from within, get rid of three, start coming against Christians, start setting Very up a new, a new set like. of law, and, and he, mm-hmm. I become, he becomes the mover of it all, but not yet the decision maker ultimately of everything yet. Okay. Hmm. Uh, so there's a difference between the beast 
in the Antichrist, and we're going to find out later that it's the harlot, the cabal, that created the beast mm-hmm. uh, in the first place. Um, and they didn't create the Antichrist. He actually right. comes along the way. He's mm-hmm. just part of the system, and he's interesting enough, not even a leader of the system when it starts. So it's, it's really it's really going to be interesting That's to see. That's fascinating, so yeah. We'll, uh, we'll pick this up again next time, uh, particularly as we get into uh, more of Daniel and then Revelation. But the conversation is about the beast, the Antichrist, how does it work, what happens to us, and we're going to get to the big question, mm-hmm. the mark of the beast. Right. Uh, what does that look like? What, and this what, is important to know. This is so how do, important. How are we going to handle that? And right. what may be required of us? And how are we going to how are we going to live it out? And then know? how so, do we navigate life without that? Yeah. Going to be interesting. <laughs> so very so. good. Well, thanks for sharing. Yeah. Always interesting, great conversations. So, if this has brought up questions for you, feel free to send them in at questions at afjministry.com, yep. and um, we will be happy to uh, to address them yeah thanks so much for joining us looking forward to hearing more yep we'll see you soon have a great weekend thank you for joining us for today's episode of come and see your podcast for truth in a world of chaos brought to you by all for jesus living waters ministry send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in god's truth remember God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.